welcome to the JMP cast. I'm your host, Josiah Michael Pyatt. This podcast is centered around the question, what does it look like to live in our identity in Christ and to actually participate in the Father's kingdom that's in our midst? Today, we continue in our series entitled, When God Says No, Learning How to Suffer Well. Well, last week, we talked about this practice of mourning and lamenting, and today I want to expand more into that um, into this practice because I've, like I said, I've found it so helpful in my own walk. And I think there's obviously more to be said than just a 15 minute video. So before we get into uh, exactly what I'm going to be saying, I want to start by just kind of reiterating what I said last week, but hopefully in a quicker way. So essentially what we looked at was kind of a couple of things. And the first thing is that we uh, are experiencing something through pain and through suffering that we were never meant to experience. We know this through understanding the creation story in Genesis and understanding revelations and where we are going as followers of Jesus. And so we're in this in-between space and in this in-between space, we see the cross and the cross is the picture, is the definition, is the definer of God's opinion on the pain and the suffering that you and I are going through. This is, of course, the cross is not just those things, but it is, it is absolutely included in what the cross represents. And so when we mourn, what we are actually doing is we are saying that we recognize that what we are experiencing is not what God designed. And so we are mourning a life that we were never meant to live, so to speak. In this process, we are giving ourselves permission to feel, to think, and to admit the doubts, the scenarios, the questions, all those different things in front of Jesus. We are not doing this on our own, in our own process. We are actually bringing these things to the Father through creating space and time to give ourselves permission to go through it. Now today I want to kind of unravel a little bit more within that conversation through hopefully what you'll find is a helpful image that has helped me kind of process my own journey. You see, because mourning and lamenting is not something that I just did one time. It's actually, I would say, probably one of the most practical practices that I continue to do that again, I said last week, is exhausting, but is also life-giving. And so I'm hoping to kind of flesh this out a little bit more with you today. So I, the image, sometimes I think in images, and so this image that comes to mind for me within this conversation of mourning and lamenting, because some of you might be saying, just I don't know exactly what you mean by like bringing it all to Jesus. So what does that look like? So maybe this will be helpful for you. I hope it will be. So imagine there was a situation or a circumstance that comes in that is painful, that is related to suffering, that is uh, traumatic, hurtful, harmful, whatever you want to call it. Could be all those things, could be some of those things. Essentially, that is like a wave, a wave in a water. Like imagine there was like a lake or an ocean, wherever, whatever helps you. So there's a wave that's coming. No matter what you do, that wave is coming, right? Like you, if you're sitting, if you've ever had the privilege of, of swimming in a lake and there's waves or in the ocean, whatever cool, fun stuff that is, you see a wave coming. There is nothing you can do to stop that wave from hitting you or from going through you. And so that is like the situation. That is like the circumstance. That is like the suffering that we are going through. And so when this thing happens, we don't get to control when it hits us. 
You see, sometimes there's circumstances that come up that we have no control over and this wave just hits us. And there's something that happens on the ground level when a wave comes. And that is the sand, if you can picture. So if you're, sorry, if you're on the podcast, you won't be able to see this, but on the video, you'll be able to. So imagine the waves up here, right? So this is a circumstance in the situation. Down here is the level is like the, the foundation of who you are, so to speak, which is ultimately foundation of trust, right? Faith, hope, and love. The most important of these is love, but faith is the foundation of our faith, right? <laughs> Obviously, like within Christianity, I mean. What is faith? Faith is a lot of things, but one of the things that is, is trust. And so foundationally in our life, if you're following with Jesus, it's on the cornerstone of trusting that Jesus, the Father, and the Spirit are who they say they are. And so when a circumstance and a situation comes, what happens, it's uncontrollable for you and I. We just experience it. It happens. And in that moment, there's turmoil in the sand, in the foundation. And so these sediments come rising to the surface. And ultimately, these sediments, the source of these sediments is asking this question, is he trustworthy? You see, these circumstances and these feelings, these emotions, these behaviors, this rejection, this misunderstanding, this betrayal, this um, this pain, this isolation, this this hopelessness, whatever it may be, comes through the surface in the wave. And you see, when you and I experience that wave, many of us, myself included, use coping mechanisms to sweep the sediment so that we don't deal with it. So we turn to escapism, we turn to whatever it is that we turn to, and we don't actually deal with these sediments that are here. We don't actually deal with the thoughts, with the feelings, with the emotions, with the questions that we have due to the situation that has come. Now, in this practice of mourning, what we are doing is we are actually almost like a, um, a net. We are picking up like a very fine net that would be able to pick up dirt because this analogy totally is going to fall apart if it's not a fine net. So a fine net that comes in and picks up the dirt all of these this things, all these things that have been worked in us, all these things that have come out in this situation, in this circumstance, and essentially what we are doing is instead of throwing it to the trash, we are actually bringing it to the Father through the Son by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we are saying these things have come up, these emotions, these feelings, this situation. I don't understand, God, why this happened. Why did you let this happen? What does this mean for me? Why would you do this? Why would you allow this to happen? Whatever the feelings are, it doesn't matter if they're theologically correct or not. We bring these things to Jesus. And as we bring them to Jesus, he enters into it. When we invite him and he speaks to these things and he brings healing and wholeness and truth and life. And honestly, I will say this from my own experience. Sometimes he speaks so clearly to a specific emotion or sediment or doubt or fear or whatever that has come up. And other times we bring it before him and we don't hear anything and it's complete silence and this is where I would say the Psalms in the Bible become so helpful. If you're wanting to have, if you're someone who's not very self-aware when it comes to their emotions or their thinkings or their doubts, I'm with you. Um, uh, something that can be helpful is actually reading through the Psalms 
through your suffering, through the situation, because there's something about the Psalms that's just like an honest dialogue before the Lord, both recognizing who he is and the crappiness of the situation, the circumstances that we're facing. And at the end of most Psalms is this like, I trust you anyways. I know you're good. I know you're steadfast. That is really what this practice of mourning is. It's bringing these sediments. It's bringing these emotions. It's bringing these doubts, these fears, these what ifs, these situations of like, God, what if this actually happens? Then what does that mean for me? What does that mean for my family? What does that mean for my spouse? What does that mean to my friends? What is What does that look like? And so you bring these things to Jesus and sometimes he brings complete clarity and revelation and it's beautiful and it's freedom and it's, oh, it's so good. Honestly, it's it, there's like nothing like it. Then other times there's nothing and literally it's like silence and you're just like, oh my goodness. Uh, well, now that's all on the table. What do I do with this? And that's where I think there's this this practice. It's ongoing. It's not something that's just like a one time and you're done, right? I hope if you've been following along, I don't I don't know what episode we're on now. Probably six or seven. I hope you can sense this this understanding that this is not just like do these things and then this will happen. It's more of like this is a journey. This is an exploration of yourself, of your struggles, of your fears. But this is not something that we do alone. This is something that we don't have to do alone. This is something we actually can invite Jesus into. And what's amazing about Jesus is so many things, obviously. One of the things that stands out to me in this conversation is that Jesus refuses to force his love on anyone. What is the cross yet an invitation? You see, Jesus doesn't force our hands. He invites us into a new way. He invites us into relationship with him through the Son, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Nothing we could do could earn, deserve, or merit. We couldn't work our way towards it. That's what religion says. We in ourselves have no way of having access to the Father. It is only through Jesus. And yet Jesus will not force himself on us. He invites us to live through him, in him, for him, all those things. Um, but he won't force it. And in the same way, in the same conversation, he he won't, um, how do I say that? Sometimes Jesus will like supernaturally, sovereignly intervene whether you like it or not. Like he's God, right? Let's not forget that. He is God. Though a lot of times I would say there's more of a permission that you are having to put yourself in so that God will move. And it's not because God needs your permission to do anything. It's that his love is always open. It's always vulnerable. It's always, it's never forced upon, which is something that's so beautiful about it. And so really what you're doing by bringing these things to the Father, by by um, acknowledging the spiders and the webs, if you've been listening, you'll know what I'm referring to. Really, what you're doing is you're saying, Jesus, I don't know what to do with this. I don't have the strength to deal with this. I don't know what to do with this mess. I have no way to navigate through this. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. I really don't. I need you. I love you and I need you and I trust you. But man, this is, this is something else. I don't know. I don't have... A barrier to get through. I don't. I don't have anything to look back on to, um, to get through this. I need you, right? And and really, I hope 
um, what you experience as you do this is actually this, um, this, this tension, but also this liberation through understanding our need for him, but also understanding the strength that he gives us, the grace that he gives us to continue on, right? Like if you're watching this and you are that person that I'm supposed to be speaking to, as far as you've been given a no and you, you're trying to navigate through this like me, um, I just think that, uh, what was I going to say? I think I was going to say something along the lines of, um, there's something that can happen when we, when we bring these things to him and, and you know, and I know if this, if you're that person that like, this is not easy and this is difficult and really, uh, it's only going to be through him that we get through this. There's no other way. Um, you know, we can try to get through this in our own way. Um, but honestly, how, how's that been going, right? Like when it comes to the relationships that we have around us and, and really just that inner peace that I believe Jesus has for all of us. And so I think really um, what I would say, though, at the same time, is that if, if you are that person, like you're here, like you're here, you're listening to this right now, you're watching this on your screen. Somehow, some way you got here, you might be like, yeah, I'm barely here, bro. Um, and you know, I've been there too, for sure. It's, it's like, I know, I don't know how many times I'm going to say this is difficult. Um, but I just want to say, man, like you're here, like, like daughter, you're here, son, you're, you're here, brother and sister, you're here. We've like, I know that there's a long road ahead, but we're here. Right. And, and really, I hope what you're hearing in this one is an invitation that Jesus is, is wanting to give to you that says, Hey, listen, you're going to have these thoughts. You're going to have these emotions. You're going to have these doubts. You're going to have these what if scenarios. Why not just bring them to me? They're going to be there anyways. Like you're going to have to deal with this anyways. And maybe you've been dealing it by avoiding it. Maybe you've been dealing it by providing for it in the sense of like providing a way out. There's so many different ways that you can deal with it. But Jesus is like, yo, like you can bring this to me. It's not too much for me. I know it's too much for you, but it's not too much for me. Uh, speaking as God, obviously, I'm not saying Josiah. And so, yeah, I hope you hear this invitation. So there's this wave and sediments come up. And so for me, even as this is an ongoing thing, this isn't, this no is still there for me right now, right? And so when situations and circumstances come up and I get triggered or challenges happen uh something that i've had to do is actually map out a time and i write down and i note the feelings and the emotions that i have and i kind of just for me i put it on a shelf and then when i have that time i bring it to the father and sometimes he speaks clearly and sometimes uh it's just sitting in the mess so i hope that something in this has encouraged you in your own journey in your own walk with suffering i hope you have an awesome day So if you're listening to the podcast, uh, I just have to do that because they're 15 minute videos, but with you guys, I don't have to do that, which is sweet. So, um, yeah, I hope that something in this message has encouraged you today in your own process, in your own journey with Jesus. He loves you and he's for you. And, um, yeah, let me just pray for you. So father, I just thank you that, that you are here, that you are for us, that you're not against us. Lord, I thank you that these feelings and these thoughts and these, all these different things that are 
that are in us, that they're not too scary and they're not too bad that you don't, that you won't deal with them in the sense of within your love and your forgiveness and your mercy. Lord, you've designed us to live free. You haven't designed us to live in slavery. So Lord, I thank you that you've broken the chains through your son. We receive that truth today. We receive the forgiveness that we have in you. Lord, I thank you that you have invited us and you continue to invite us into a relationship with you that grows deeper and deeper. Holy Spirit, I ask that for those who are listening to this that are going to go into this season of mourning, of intentional mourning, I ask that you would just be so tangibly with them through that process, that you would just speak to them so clearly And Lord, even if you don't speak in a way that is clear, I pray that they would just know that you are sitting there in the vehicle, in the field, in the office, in the bedroom, wherever it is that they're going to be doing this thing, that you are there, that you are present. You are not far away. Oh, you have drawn near to us. We love you and we trust you. Amen. (laughs) 